And tonight I want to talk to you about what water baptism is and why we do it in a very short, condensed message. That's what I'm looking at the clock. Make sure I do that. Um, my name is Carol Haynes, and I'm married to that wonderful man there who's our senior pastor. And he'll be baptizing uh, tonight. So Pastor Jack Haynes, that's who we are. So let's get into it. Are you ready to go? Okay. We're going to talk about water baptism tonight, and we call it believer's baptism. That's another word for it. So you've come to witness this event that's something that is part of that transformational process of someone's life. And they have come to a faith in Jesus Christ for themselves. So this is different from uh, what we did this morning where we would have a child dedication or in other types of churches they do a christening. Um, this is something that this person is to an age that they've decided for themselves, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. And my next step is to be water baptized, as the Bible tells us to do. So it's their personal decision, but tonight we're going to see a public declaration. So it's personal in their heart, but we get to share in that wonderful thing. And so water baptism, first of all, it's the clear command of the Lord Jesus Christ, who said in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 through 20, Go then to all peoples everywhere and make them my disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you, and I will be with you always to the end of the age. It's the command of Christ. Now, my experience, when I was water baptized, I didn't know all of that. <laughs> and you know what? You don't have to have a Bible college degree to get water baptized. You just need to know that Jesus has come into my heart, and I'm a believer in him, and I'm going to follow him with my life. Amen. End of story. From there on, we can unpack it and understand some more of what the truth is. But those here tonight, I'm sure we're on various years and maybe months, maybe just days having followed Jesus. It's the right time. This is the right time. Amen. So when I uh, gave my heart to the Lord, I was 15 and a half years old. It's kind of that age where I was you know, mixing with an older crowd and doing stuff that I um, shouldn't be doing, but really not old enough to know anything, you know? <laughs> what do you know when you're 15 years old? And I committed my life to the Lord at a, a Christian coffee house run by some hippie-type looking people called the Jesus People. Very good name. And it was fun. It was wild. It was raw. Uh, it was rugged. But it was right for me. And that just attracted me. And I came to that coffee house. And, and in that evening, there was an invitation to give your heart to the Lord, to, to believe in Jesus. And I did that. I just felt the Holy Spirit touching my life. I didn't know what to call him then. But I knew I was being pulled forward to, to this that they were presenting to me. And so I did. I responded to that invitation. I came forward and I talked to people and they prayed for me. And then they said, tomorrow morning, this was a Saturday night, tomorrow morning we're going to baptize people out in the ocean. And you should come and get water baptized because now you're a Christian. You should be water baptized. I said, okay. And so now, mind you, a little, little caveat here. It was January in the Pacific Northwest, like North America. And, you know, January is not beach weather. <laughs> it's like freezing cold weather. And so they said, oh, bring the change of clothes and maybe a, a towel or two, maybe a blanket. And so 
I got down, I got myself down there to the beach. Uh, the beach in the Pacific Northwest is a rocky kind of a thing, not a beautiful sandy palm tree thing like we have here. Got myself down there and was baptized out in those freezing cold waters, but I could tell you it was a miracle moment for me. Again, I didn't know what I didn't know how to describe the Holy Spirit. I didn't understand much of what was happening to me, but I went into those waters and the presence of God came on me and I was not cold. I was I mean it was zero. The snow was coming down. And I was not cold and I just felt this warmth like it was a spiritual warmth, you know? And I got out of the waters after I was baptized, stood on the beach watching the others get water baptized. And I wasn't shaking like a leaf, even though I was soaking wet in my blue jeans. I just stood there and just saw the glory of God on people. I've got words to describe it now, but what I was seeing there, I was experiencing. And I could tell you these 50 plus years later, it's just as real in my heart as it was back then. Okay, so water baptism. I want to tell you quickly six things that water baptism is. So you hold on to this and we'll keep going. Okay, so first of all, water baptism is something for all believers in Jesus Christ. And it's something that we should do as soon as possible as we put our faith in him. Some people put this off for a long time, various reasons. But can I tell you tonight and encourage you tonight, if you have been a Christian for a while or even a short season, but especially if you have been for a a while and you've never been water baptized, can I encourage you? to make the most of the next opportunity that you get water baptized because this is really foundational to your walk with God. It's something that the Bible instructs us not to delay. You see on the book of, in the book of Acts in chapter 2, last Sunday we just celebrated Pentecost Sunday and there were these believers gathered in the upper room and the Holy Spirit came and tongues of fire sat on their heads and there was a massive uproar of, of people coming in to go, what is going on? And Peter stood and he preached a sermon and he preached it powerfully. And at the uh, close of that meeting there, well, I think it wasn't really a meeting, it was a gathering that just got off the chain. And he, But there were so many people that put their faith in Jesus Christ that the Bible says 3,000 people were baptized that day. Well, they must have used every kind of water space in the city of Jerusalem to do that. And that's, that's how quickly that, that one day they were right there. Another example that we see really quickly in the book of Acts, chapter 8, verse 12, was uh, when Philip went up into Samaria and he preached the gospel to the Samaritans. And they believed, and it says in chapter 8, verse 12, and when they believed Philip's message about the good news of the kingdom of God, about Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. And then we continue with Philip and his story in, in chapter 8, verses 26 through 40, that he was on the way on the road to Gaza. Now, Gaza's in the news a lot right now. And that very same area, that's where he was towards the coastline and into the desert he was going. And the Holy Spirit said to him, go south to the desert road that leads to Gaza. And as he did, he saw a beautiful royal chariot. And it was the chariot of an official from Ethiopia. He was uh, the Queen Candace's uh, treasurer. He was a man of great importance, and he was interested in spiritual matters. And perhaps he'd been in Jerusalem for some spiritual 
thing that he was seeking for God, and he had the scroll of the prophet Isaiah spread out while the chariot's going along at such a pace that Philip could come up to him. The Holy Spirit said Philip to Philip, go join yourself. Come alongside that chariot. Go alongside to that chariot and, and join that man. And this man had such a spiritual interest, as I just said. And so Philip asked him, do you understand what you're reading? And the man said, well, not unless somebody explains it to me. And so the Bible says that Philip explained to him the way of salvation through Jesus Christ and that there was an immediate response on the man's part. And it says in Acts 8, 36 through 39, as they rode along, they came to some water and the eunuch, he was a, a, a eunuch, said, look, here, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop and they went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away and the eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. And so we understand that when Philip was explaining what was there in the scroll of Isaiah, he must have somehow included the whole story that you believe and you be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Otherwise, why would have this Ethiopian man requested it if he'd never heard about it? And so when the gospel was explained to him, he, he said, this is what you do to follow Jesus. And as you believe, be baptized. And so straight away, he wanted to have that done. So the first thing we see that is water baptism is for all sincere believers, followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, and it should be done without delay. So let's, let's do it. <laughs> We're going to do it soon. Okay. Water baptism by immersion is the biblical pattern. And so the word baptize is an untranslated Greek word, baptizo, that means to immerse and to soak and to drench. And so as we just told you this example of the Ethiopian, they went down into the water and they came back up again. Now I know there are many different church traditions today and I'm not here to criticize or make any explanation either way. I'm just simply telling you that the New Testament pattern that we see is people went down into the water and they were immersed. So the second thing about water baptism is we do it by immersion. The third thing is that it's an act of obedience to Jesus Christ. And as we read in Matthew 8, 28, 19 through 20, that'll come up on the screen, but I've already read that. And it says that we are to baptize these new disciples. This is something that if we are a follower of Jesus, we're willing to obey what he said to do. And what is a follower of Jesus Christ? That's someone who has repented of their sin. What does repented mean? It means I'm going this direction, doing my own thing, doing what I like to do. And then I am confronted with the truth of Jesus Christ and the good news of salvation. And I make a choice to turn all the way around and go the other direction and start walking towards the Lord and away from sin. And so this is what it means to repent and it means to follow Jesus. We turn from sin, we turn from our old life and we turn to him and we follow him. And so this is, repentance is just the first step. But the next thing is that we have to receive that gift of salvation. So we turn and then we receive. And you know, my testimony is that for, for myself, it just all happened at the same time. You know, when, when I felt that tugging on my heart from the Lord, 
it was in that moment that I, you didn't have to tell me, you've got to leave your sin. You've got to quit doing what you're doing. I just like, I want to do that. I definitely want to do that. I was just drawn to Jesus. And in that, in that moment, that was where I, I changed. So let me make it clear. Water baptism does not save you from your sin. Jesus saves us from our sins. And because we have been saved from sin, we want to follow him and be water baptized. So that's an act of obedience. And the fourth thing is that water baptism is a public declaration and a testimony. What is a testimony? You might hear that in our Christianese. You know, we speak another language called Christianese in church. Have you heard of that? <laughs> well, actually, testimony is, is actually a legal word. And when somebody is called to testify, they're called to be a witness to the truth. So if you've been called in, into the dock at the, at the court, court and the judge says, okay, let's have the first witness come and testify they're supposed to swear an oath that says, I'm going to tell the truth, right? So if we give a testimony, and as some are going to do here tonight, they've come to tell you the truth. They've come to tell you what has happened to them. And there's nothing more genuine than someone's own personal testimony. I mean, how do you argue with that? Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, that didn't happen to you. But I've changed. Can't you see? I don't want to live like that anymore. I am living for Jesus. Oh, how I love this public declaration and this testimony to the truth. And a declaration is to state something emphatically and positively. So we're going to hear that tonight. This is a big announcement. These that are being baptized tonight are making a big announcement, even if they might have small voices. I don't know how the speaking voices of those that will be here tonight. But they are making a big announcement, and I want you to hear it loud and clear. And I know that you'll encourage them as they do that tonight, as they say, I am a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the fourth thing we see is that it's a public declaration. The fifth thing is that it is a funeral and a resurrection all at the same time. How could that happen? A funeral and a resurrection a water baptism, as we go under the water, this is illustration of death to the old life, a funeral for the old life, the old way of living, the sin is behind me. All this stuff is passed away. And then it's a resurrection as we come up out of the water. It's a resurrection to the new life that you have in Jesus Christ. I just want to read to you from Colossians chapter 2, verses 12 through 14. It'll come up on the screen and your eyes can follow along with me as I read. Going under the water was a burial of your old life. Coming up out of it was a resurrection. God raising you from the dead as he did Christ. When you were stuck in your old sin-dead life, you were incapable of responding to God. God brought you alive right along with Christ. Think of it, all sins forgiven, the slate wiped clean, that old arrest warrant canceled and nailed to Christ's cross. That's a beautiful scripture, isn't it? And it just tells us that in one package there exactly what happens when we're baptized. And so we have a visual representation of something that has been a spiritual transaction, something that has happened in the spiritual realm where the death is now given way to new life in Jesus Christ. I can't think of anything more wonderful than that tonight. And so number five point is a funeral and a resurrection. And finally, the sixth point is this is a very significant event in the life of a believer. This is not just a religious uh, exercise, something that we do 
this is something very, very important. This is something to remember for the rest of your life. I still remember mine, and tonight you're going to witness that as well. Romans 6 verse 4 says, For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. I really want to stress that last phrase. Now we also may live new lives. There is power that comes to you to live a new life for Jesus Christ. The old is gone. The new has come. And I'm going to read a scripture for that in just a moment. But let's stress the point that this is a mark in the sand. This is a mark in the water. This is a defining moment where things change, where you can definitely say the old is behind me and the new is in front of me. And that is my reality right now. You will find new, new spiritual power in your life after your water baptism. You're going to discover something energizing you within. There's definitely this cutting away of the old life and coming into the new life. And you do more than go into the waters with dry clothes and come out soaking wet. There is something transformational about water baptism. It is a spiritual thing, even though we see it physically. And if we have faith tonight that God is going to do that for those that are being water baptized, as well as those that are undergoing water baptism, know that something powerful is going to happen to you and have faith and believe that is true. And then you'll be able to say with the millions of believers that have gone before you, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Oh, that's something we're celebrating. Amen? <laughs> so we're going to shift some things around in just a moment, and our team is going to come up, and I'll just have our worship team come up, but not our stage crew yet. So I want to pray. I want to pray for those that are being water baptized tonight and pray for the families and friends as well. And then our worship team is going to lead us in a couple of songs while a team comes over here to reset the stage and get everything ready for the water baptism. And when I conclude my prayer tonight, those of you that are being water baptized, you can get up out of your seats and get into position to get ready. And if you need to do any changing or whatever, that's the moment, okay? So how about we stand to our feet and let's pray together. Oh, let's ask the Lord, let's ask the Holy Spirit to just come Oh, Father, we come to you tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just thank you for this powerful evening, Lord, when we will witness these water baptisms, where we will see these sincere followers of Jesus Christ following you in obedience, taking that step, oh God, to continue on and walk with you. And I pray tonight, as each one comes into the waters tonight, that you, they will sense your presence that, Lord, they will know that God is upon them and God is working in them. And as they go down and as they come up out of the waters, Lord, I pray they will walk out into that newness of life, that they may live in the power of the Spirit, that the old is certainly gone and the new has come. Lord, I pray a blessing on each and every one tonight. And, Father, I pray for family and friends that have come to witness this event. I know they're here to support them. They're here to see something. But, Lord, I pray a blessing for their own hearts as well. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will touch them. I pray they will sense your presence and that they'll know truly God is in this place and that God is at work. 
Lord, we give you the glory for changed lives. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for changing us. We thank you for loving us enough that you came and you died for our sins, rose from the dead, and live evermore. And we just thank you that you work by your spirit in our lives. And we're so glad and so grateful for your amazing grace. Thank you. Amen.